Capture of a Chinese Pirate Fleet by Anonymous From the Royal Gazette, September 20th, 1853 Coffee Break Collection 18, Pirates This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org Recording by Colleen McMahon Capture of a Chinese Pirate Fleet the friend of china details the destruction of a pirate fleet in the chinese seas by h m s s rattler commander mellorish the latter received advices may fifth that the speck a small english steamer employed in convoying chinese junks had been so riddled by the pirate shot that she was compelled to leave the vessels to their fate the result of which was that the pirates took the whole and held them for a ransom of ten thousand dollars Captain M., being at Amoy, immediately culled the rattler, and by great exertions left the next morning, and about 7 p.m. same day reached the mouth of the Min. Here the wind was so strong as to prevent communication with the shore. At 4 a.m. on the 10th, Mr. West, master, was sent to reconnoiter, and at 3.30 p.m. he returned with the speck and intelligence that the piratical fleet were still at Namquan, waiting the ransom money, which they were advised had been sent to them overland. At 5.30, Rattler, with speck in tow, proceeded. The 11th broke with a thick fog, and the ship had to lie until 8 a.m. When, the fog lifting, single rock was seen about one and a half miles abeam, the pirate's haven seven miles distant. Rattler now dashed on, the fog still hanging so thick over the hills as to prevent the pirate's lookout from seeing her until she was right in among them then commenced the panic cutting cables and making sail they stood for the entrance of the harbor but a strong flood tide swept them inwards and they prepared in earnest for close action rattler now opened the ball with a shot across the bows of one vessel making for the river whereupon the whole fleet seven heavily armed junks and lorca nineteen opened a fire of round shot grape and pieces of chain about a foot long tied together their aim being too high, only a few shots struck the steamer. Giving them two broadsides from her starboard battery, Rattler passed up, turned, and took position stem on the tide. Then, steaming towards them, she opened fire. Upon this, the pirates bore up with intent to board. Lieutenant Pidcock, afterwards killed, tending the large eight-inch gun, took steady aim and sent a shell right into the pirate chief's large junk, which, catching the magazine, caused her to blow up with all hands, the explosion also sinking a vessel near her. The Lorca then dropped astern, ceased firing, and hoisted Portuguese colors at the mizzen, and French at the main. The others made the best of their way to the shore, the pirates jumping overboard and swimming to land. There they were met by the villagers, who knocked them on the head as they reached the beach, many being speared and stoned to death in the water. Rattler now lowered her boats, and in charge of Commander Dorville, Mr. West, and Messrs. Wilcox and Elliot, mates, took possession of the fleet with little or no resistance. Up to this period, the casualties on our side were trifling, but accounts having been brought that some of the pirates had captured a small junk, killed the crew, and were doing their best to get up the river, Lieutenant Pidcock gave chase in the cutter. He soon came up with the miscreants in two junks, one of which he had boarded when the other dropped alongside and some fifty men who were hidden in the vessel in possession rushed up and overpowered them the last scene of lieutenant p alive was on his knees 
with his sword through a Chinese, borne down by half a dozen spears. Two had fallen by his hand just as he fell. George Ryder, quartermaster, and Juno Phillips, A.S., both went down with him side by side, fighting desperately to the last. The rest of the cutter's crew were driven overboard, all bearing honorable testimony to the brave defense of their gallant comrades. Edward Ward, ordinary seaman, has no less than fifteen spear wounds. The people on shore behaved admirably, and by their aid Rattler's wounded men got on board their ship. The encounter took place out of sight of the steamer. The pinnace, gig, and a cutter were subsequently sent to look after the pirates, the boats being in charge of Commander Dorville, Mr. Drownston, Purser, and Messrs. Wilcox and Elliot. Nothing could be seen of the pirates, but the bodies of Lieutenant Pidcock and George Ryder were recovered. To return to the junks, the burning one was towed on shore and scuttled, and at low water not less than 170 pounds of molten silver were taken out of her, together with a few burnt dollars and three bags of specie. Five junks and Lorca were next morning taken in tow, but at coming on to blow, one of the junks was sunk and the Lorca had to be cast off. She subsequently arrived at Amoy. Four junks and fifty prisoners were taken into Funchao and given up to the Mandarins. The number of guns captured, of all sizes, was eighty-four, of which the pirate Commodore's junk alone mounted sixteen, viz. two thirty-two-pounders, two long nine-feet-thirteen-pounders, two eighteen-pounder carronades, four twelve-pounders, and others of various caliber. This is probably the most gallant and decisive achievement in the annals of any navy, and the actors deserve the thanks of every merchant trading to the China Seas. End of Capture of a Chinese Pirate Fleet Recording by Colleen McMahon